everyone, welcome back. This is Nia Conversations with Ryan and Victoria Cole. We're so glad that you joined us for today's episode as we're continuing our conversation in regards to purpose. We had such a great time uh, talking for the past few weeks about purpose, about relationships and how it affects your purpose and um, all those good stuff. But today we're talking about stewarding the purpose of your children. And before you check out, even if you don't have children, I want you to listen because you may have nieces and nephews or you may be a grandma or, um, you know, this will definitely affect you in a way where maybe in the future you will have children. This knowledge is so important for you to have regardless whatever your status is. This is something that you can also help in stewarding if you are that uncle or that aunt or that grandma. So we want you to, to stay connected as we're talking about uh, stewarding the gifts of your children and how to help them discover their purpose early on in life. And it may help you understand kind of your own upbringing and maybe the lack that uh, you had in, in being raised by your parents um, and, and dealing with that. So um, before we jump into the conversation, I want to encourage you to partner with our ministry. You know, we're reaching the world with the gospel of the kingdom and we're doing it in three areas, helping individuals discover their purpose, date well and experience lasting love in marriages, and then complete that loop by pouring into their children, which is exactly what we're talking about today and being able to help their children discover their purpose and date well and have lasting marriages. And this is what grows healthy communities. And this is how we bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. It's not just about having church services and with a preacher on stage and a wonderful band. And we love those big services, but uh, culture is disseminated at home. It, it, this is where we find kind of the most, um, the most pivotal, um, roles that we play, not even in our career, not even your nine to five or what you do to make money, but the most important role you will ever have is that of a spouse and of a parent. And like Victoria said, even if you don't have children, we talk about this a lot when it comes to marriage. Um, every single one of us has a responsibility to pour into the next generation. Yes, for sure. Whether or not they are your blood or, or not. Um, and so, we are doing that with our ministry, Empowered Culture Ministries, and we want you to partner with us financially and help us reach more with our message. Go to ryancoleempowerment.com slash giving or just ryancoleempowerment.com. You'll see the donate button and become a monthly partner. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's we, jump into the conversation. Yeah, let's do it. Um, you know, we have kids of our own. We are parents of two uh, really um, energetic toddlers. We have a five-year-old and an almost a four-year-old. It's, it's hard to believe that um, our son is going to be four already. He's actually going to preschool. Um, and things changed so quickly because last year when uh, my daughter started school, she went in um, at, at four and turned five when she started school. And um, I was thinking, well, my son is not ready at all. And then just a few months down the line, now he's asking to go to school too. So um, it's incredible to see them grow. And so this is like really pivotal times in uh, our child's age where we want to make sure that we establish a good foundation. So we've been really intentional about, you know, uh, what they speak over themselves, what we speak over them and um, making sure that they're involved in prayer and why prayer is important and even having conversations with them um, on their level, but allowing them to kind of uh, peer into like the adult world, so to speak. A lot of times we um, 
don't think that our children understand, but they do. Like our daughter, she just, she's a whip. Like she will sit there and listen to conversations and then she'll ask questions about, what is that? Well, what is that? But what are we going to do? So they really truly understand. So it's important for you to have those open conversations and not just throw it aside and say, you're not going to understand, you know, but just getting down on their level and helping them understand uh, what it is that you're talking to them about. Because at this point in their age, they look up to you as heroes. So it's very important to have that good relationship with them established early on in age. Yeah. And they might not have the language skills to give it back to you so that you know that they know. But as as young as newborns to age three, the children are a sponge. And psychologists will tell you that those are the most pivotal uh, um, uh, points in their life. And, and it kind of shapes who they are, their personality and sets them on a path. And most of us as adults are unwinding what happened to us from the ages of zero to three or zero to 10. And so it's important that you help your children uh, identify their purpose at a young age. What's what's impressive to me about, uh, you know, Jewish culture and um, kind of the importance on family and the importance on culture is that by the age of 13, men, uh, young boys and girls become men and women, mm-hmm. and they have uh, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, and it's a celebration of them crossing over. And it's not to say that you know they aren't going to struggle with or, or question their identity and, and what they're called to do with their life, but the statistics show that they're more apt to stay within the culture and to um, to have a lot of success. I mean, people look at Jewish people and sit fine. They're the doctors. They're the finance people. Um, and, and they're not a, a more superior group of people than anyone else by any means. And Jewish people obviously have their flaws, um, but they're doing something right, um, mm-hmm. right, instilling values and culture. Um, that we all can learn from. And the same is true about the Amish community. The same is true about so many other uh, tight-knit communities who- That are very family. That are very family values-centered. And it's not about cramming rules and regulations down your children's throat. Uh, We know that rules without relationships equals rebellion. You know, And so you have to balance the discipline- um, with your children, with meaningful quality relationships. And as young as our children that are four, uh, four and five or three and five, our son's going to be four, at three and five, we get down on their level, look them in their eyes and have adult conversations. Yeah. And we try to bring the words down and we explain it and we t- it takes so much patience, but it's worth it because we we look and, and not comparing other children but we see some of the struggles that parents are having with their children and and say, you know, we stumbled through some hard toddler years, but here we are and our children are very good kids. They have good hearts. They're compassionate. And I think that they're confident. They know where they stand in the world, um, where their love comes from, and they know about Jesus, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> And so when it comes to stewarding the purpose of your child, which is what this episode is about today, you have to understand that your purpose is established in the womb. 
It's not given to you once you become an adult or once right. you've earned a place in God's kingdom because of how good you are or the works, great works. No, you are put in that family because God put you there and you were knit together in your mother's womb with a specific purpose in mind and God breathed that purpose into you and it's unique and it's it's um it's connected to the gifts and the talents that flow out of you naturally and every single one of us has a unique purpose and so it's important as parents that we take note um, of our children and their natural inclinations and their gifts and also that we surround ourselves with trusted advisors and prophetic voices who will be able to speak life and, and pray for our children. And it's also important that you dedicate your children to the Lord, not just going up to the church and getting a certificate, but truly within your heart of hearts, giving your children back to God and saying, Lord, I want your help in stewarding the purpose that is on their life. That's right. You know, we've talked in previous episodes about how, uh, how it is so important for you to know your purpose because you can't take somebody to a place that you've never been before. And one of the things that your children will um, imitate more is not what you're saying, but what you're doing. So it's very important to live by those principles more than you just say, well, do this and do this and do this because you're feeling bad yourself that you're not fulfilling those. So you're trying to force your kids, but your kids are looking at you and you're not following those protocols either. So that's going to be a lot of uh, frustration, especially once your children hit like those teenage years. I know our kids are not in teenagers, but I am one of 12 and I was the middle child. So I have seen a lot of different stages in my life, um, you know, young adults and um teenagers and, you know, um, little kids, there was a lot of dynamics that were going on in our house. And, you know, I, I love my parents. I think they did the best they could. Uh, but I think one of the things they struggled with because they didn't have a lot of time was giving us like, you need to do this, you need to do this, because I think that they felt bad that they were not able to do it. Um, and, you know, I'm not condemning my parents, but one of the things that I learned is that my That children, they weren't able to do it for all 12. Right. It was just yeah. too much work. But I'm just saying, like, you know, even if they kept saying, like, read your Bible, you need to pray. And I'm not saying my parents didn't, but they really didn't have a lot of the time for themselves either. You know, right. my mom for was not used to it. It's yeah. just you get up and you go, 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 go. And then you're exhausted by the end of the day. I mean, I have two and I'm exhausted myself. So um, it's very important to really identify what your purpose is and having a common mission as a family, because we've talked about having family teams and incorporating your children in uh, seeing what your plans are and allowing them to peer into your decisions, especially once they start getting to a place where they start understanding. And that will make it very easy for you and very natural to establish the purpose that God has placed upon their life and not to force them in that direction, but really try to cultivate their character and their gifting and push them in the right direction so that once they're old enough, they can actually make the decisions for themselves. Yes. And what Victoria is talking about is a framework, giving yes. your children a framework for discovering their purpose and putting them in an environment, creating an environment at home where they can be creative, where they can explore their interests and that they can learn to hear the voice of God for themselves. When we talk about stewarding the purpose of your child, don't get stewardship confused with manipulation, mm. which is a lot of a parent's problem is that they envision 
kind of uh, what their child will become. And they become kind of uh, like chess players and trying to move all of the pieces into place. And that's definitely not not what's going to give your child the best you know, advantage. Uh, because most of the time, the reason that you're doing that is that you're insecure about your own purpose, or you feel like you don't have time to do all of the things that you've dreamed of doing, that you've given up so much. And so you're like living vicariously through your children. You're safe. I didn't do it and I can't do it. My child's definitely going to do it. And you feel this guilt because you didn't go to school and you always wanted to go to school. And you're like, my child is going to university. And when your child grows up and, and wants to do something different than go to a four-year school or wants to take a break or start a business, or then, then you're the, the, the parent Zilla. I know people say bridezilla, but your horns come out and you're, you're like adamant. No, God wants you to go to school. No, you want to go to school. And you are trying to live that dream through your child. And here's the thing about it. No matter how old you are, it's never too late for you to start. It's never too late for you to check those items off of your bucket list, for you to go and fulfill your purpose. You can do it. I know of single moms who have gotten master's degrees, doctorate degrees while raising their children. I mean, I was listening to some podcasts with Taraji P. Henson. I mean, I don't know anything about her personally. I don't know where she stands in terms of her faith, but it was surely inspirational to know that she went to Hollywood chasing a dream and at the same time putting her child through school, not just school, private school, paying for that private school, working jobs. Her son is in college, like her son is doing well. She was a single mom and guess what? She did it. And look, we all know her name. She's in these movies. She's making the money. She's, you know, living this life that she always dreamed of. Um, now, that's my external perspective, but it is something definitely we can glean from in terms of knowing that no matter what your circumstances are, there's no excuse for you not to go and chase after your dreams. And you trying to place that pressure on your child instead of looking at your child and say, what has God uniquely called them to do and stewarding them in that direction? You know, that's a big mistake if you if you try to live vicarious through, through your kids. It would be easy for me to want my children to follow in my footsteps and be in ministry or do this or that or be entrepreneurs or be musical. Um, but what if my kids are into sports? I was never into sports. My son definitely has more active abilities and he's he's more of a boy to me, typical boy, than I ever was. Um, so I just have to be comfortable with kind of his gifts emerging in their own way. Victoria's family's very active. Maybe he got it from them. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is with my daughter and each one of them are uniquely designed and I don't want to insert myself. I want to see what their natural gifts are. My daughter is musical, so I, I'm helping her out a little bit. My mm -hmm. son is too, but he's he's more in some other ways. I think she has more interest. And that's yeah. the thing is you recognize those things in the very early age because they start like wanting to do specific things. Like Mila is really into like arts and crafts and coloring. I could tell there's certain aspects of it she doesn't like, like really meticulous things. She wants to start and get it done and be over with. But she's definitely creative, kind of yeah. like you. So just seeing the little things that they do in the natural and um, kind of identifying how you can uh, 
you know, really help them cultivate that. Um, because as they continue to grow older, um, you know, maybe those passions are going to grow stronger. And how can you help them kind of push in the right direction? Maybe sign up for some private uh, classes, you know, musical lessons, if that's their passion, whatever their passion is, you know, don't ignore it. And don't try to like, superimpose your passions upon them, like Ryan said, because they're going to re resent you for it. And they're going to completely go against the grain because you're trying to force them to do something that they are not passionate about. So those are the little things that we wanted to talk about in regards to stewarding your child's gift. And, you know, if you are an aunt or an uncle, you know, maybe you are helping the parents out, watching them or whatever, you know, even speaking positively to children at this age when they're very verbal and they say certain things and catching them in the moment when they say things like, I can't, or I, I can't do this, or, um, maybe they heard somebody say something negative and they start speaking that over their life, you need to stop them and say, no, yes, you can. And that's something that's also going to help them to cultivate their language as well, to make sure that you're speaking positively about them, but also teaching them why we don't say those things um, will really help them to um, be on the right track. There's power in a name. There's mm -hmm. power in what you speak over your children's life. And the book of Numbers tells us that as long as they're in your household, fathers in particular, your children, um, you have the final say over their vows and commitments. If your children says something out of their mouth or they vowed for something, you can call it null and void over their life. That's what authority you have. It's important to pray for your children. It's important to pray with your children. And it's important to help them develop a relationship with God, even at a young age. Like right now, my children, they're learning how to pray and they're learning the difference in, you know, uh, prayer and supplication and asking and making your request known to God and declaring what God has spoken to us and hearing the voice of God, teaching our children to be uh, aware that God speaks to us and, you know, praying with our children. But when I walk out of the room, if they're still awake, you know, I'm saying, you know, I want you to talk to God. When I leave here, I want you to talk to God and talk to him like a person mm -hmm. because he is a person and he loves you and he's got all power. And, you know, we're teaching them the word of God and giving them the tools they need so that when they're older, as the Bible says, they won't depart from the way that they were raised in. Um, and it's not to say, um, you know, that they won't struggle in their lives. I'm sure they're they're going to encounter their own struggles, but they're going to have the framework to work through it. They're going to yes. have the struggle to say, I know my dad taught me that prayer is the first response. I know my dad taught me that integrity is always important and telling the truth you know, when my daughter went through a phase where she wanted to lie, I reinforced, in this house, we tell the truth. Truth is king. Truth is king. We tell the truth. And ingraining that in her mind, reinforcing, reinforcing, reinforcing. And again, it, it explaining why. Why do we tell the truth? Why do we pray? And so um, giving them the answers to those questions. I know that it feels like, the questions are never ending. Mm -hmm. um, but when they get older, you want them to still be com comfortable enough to come to you and ask you those questions and talk to you about things so that you can give them the wisdom before they go and try something out that they should have never tried out. You want them to be comfortable enough to say, I, I trust my mom. I trust my dad enough to tell them 
about this relationship or what this somebody offered me or sex or, you know, whatever the case may be. The thing um, is that if you don't teach them, the world will. That's right. And at this point, the it's as young as kindergarten where there are children that are exposed to things that they shouldn't, but they don't know any better. They think that it, that's a normal thing. And maybe you're that child. You Maybe you're that child that grew up in a very traumatic house and you are now an adult and you have to unravel the things in the past and the trauma. Um, and now you understand that this is the way of the Lord and God wants healing in your soul, in your heart. And, um, you know, we can put expectation on parents as much as possible. We're definitely not perfect. My parents are not perfect. We're not perfect. We're doing the best we can with what we're given. And yes. we need grace of God every single day. There are times we look at each other at each other at the end of the night and we say to ourselves, we feel like we've been bad parents today. Like we're horrible. <laughs> we're horrible parents. And you have those moments. There's no... Uh, there's no going through life and, and not experiencing those days. It's going to happen. And you know what? One of the things that really helped me, too, is understand my parents' background, too. Um, you, you know, seeing understanding where my dad came from and why he did what he did really um, put a compassion in my heart for um how he actually grew and you know it's it's easy to see it from a perspective like I wasn't given this or he was rough around the edges over here but I think when you kind of go back and see where that person actually came from God has really been doing a big work in them and through them so I am grateful for my parents and I'm going to take the good from my side. We're going to take the good from Ryan's side, and we're going to create the culture um, in our family that uh, glorifies God. And so that that's really the point of this whole conversation. That's absolutely right. And and I think the goal is never perfection. Right. And I think that if you hold that standard for yourself, more than likely you're holding that standard for your children as well. Give your children space to explore yeah. and, yes, to even make mistakes. And be there, be there to encourage them, to fill them up, to give them the affirmation and the love that they need, the unconditional love, and to know that when they make the, the mistakes that they aren't what they do and they're not what they have. They're not what people say about them. They're beloved of God. That's the prayer. And if you want to confess that prayer over your children's life, it's very simple. It just have them repeat after you and after a while they'll get it. And the prayer is, I'm not what I have, I'm not what I do, I'm not what people say about me, I am the beloved of God. It's who I am. No one can take it from me. I don't have to hurry, I don't have to worry, I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. We got that prayer from Jefferson Beath, and we do it with our kids virtually every day on the way to school. Um, it's ingrained within them. It's a part of their prayer declarations. They talk to God, but then they also make declarations, and it ingrains that mindset within them. That, and it's a part of our conversation where we use those little phrases as well throughout the day. <laughs> and it's such a short prayer, but it encapsulates everything because it takes your focus off of performance, and it takes your focus off of perfection. And it puts your focus on Jesus and leaning on him, not caring about what others' opinions are apart from your relationship with Jesus. And so that's really how you can steward the purpose of your child. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you are an adult and you're struggling in discovering your purpose, we have the resources to um, help you discover your purpose. All you have to do is just text PURPOSE to 864 
3-1 and you'll receive a 30-minute prayer um, but we also offer a purpose course and it's actually offered um, for a limited time at a price of 127 it's uh, at a, the value of $500 it's really good teaching and it's not just teaching that you'll just listen and just forget it, it, it's going to give you some guides to really help you to ask the right questions for yourself so that you are able to discover your purpose and it's kind of threaded throughout your life and um, take this journey with us. It's a 90 day journey. Yeah, it's um, we're going to spend many weeks with you through 11 video lessons. Um, each one has a course guide, a worksheet with it, and uh, then we're going to do some group sessions. So you want to jump in right now, go to ryancoleempowerment.com slash purpose. Um, or you can just text us. If you always forget, just text us. We'll send all the information that you need. That's the easiest way to get in touch with us. Yes, it's actually us uh, responding, reading, all of that. Um, it's a number for Victoria and I to communicate with you. So, um, And if you're driving or listening as you're traveling, you can always click in the description of this right. podcast. All the links are there. So it's as easy as one, two, three. All you'll have to do is just click the link and it'll take you directly to our site. And hey, it's a new year. If you haven't given us a review yet on yes, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast or even on YouTube, um, leave us a comment, drop us a note and let us know how this podcast is impacting you. And if you have any questions, we'll respond to them via the next episode. Yeah. Thanks for All joining right. us. God bless.